What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Mark Wilkinson over Zoom video. Mark was born in the UK and lived there till about six months. Then his dad's job was transferred to Singapore. So he was in Singapore till about three and then ended in uh, Sydney, Australia. So most of his life, pretty much all of his life was uh, spent in Sydney. He talks about how he got into music, was put on piano and cello at an early age, but didn't really love it. So he kind of put music down for a while until he finished high school. When he graduated high school, a flatmate of his played guitar, so he was kind of interested, started to play guitar himself, and started writing his own songs. He talked about getting the courage to actually show people that he wrote songs and sing in front of people. He told us about putting out his first EP, how busking became a big part of how he was able to grow and build an audience as a songwriter. He tells us about getting linked up with Network and all about recording this new EP and the process of the new EP, which is called Golden Afternoons. You can watch our interview with Mark on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well. And hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Mark Wilkinson. Hello, Fresh. What is going on, friends? It is Adam from Bringing It Backwards. And I'm here to tell you about how much I absolutely love HelloFresh. Our family loves HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it is America's number one meal kit. Maybe your New Year's resolution this year is to save some money or eat better or stress less. HelloFresh is here to help you do all three of those things. You can say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like or at a price I love, delivered right to your doorstep. I love the fact that I don't have to go to the grocery store. That is my favorite thing because I show up there and I have no idea what I'm buying. I'm, uh, you know, the basic things, but then I get there and I'm like, uh, what am I going to have for dinner? Or what, what, what are we going to make for dinner for the next, you know, four or five nights? And I'm just throwing stuff in the cart and none of it is going to make one full meal. It's just random ingredients to make who knows. And from scratch without uh, some sort of plan or idea, I can really only make like one, maybe two things. If you're like me and you don't want that recipe boredom to strike, HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. Going to that grocery store also takes quite a bit of time. You can save time with convenient recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I know every Wednesday that HelloFresh box is going to show up at my house, and I'm so excited to just open it and see, you know, what am I going to get this week? 
Like the other night, my family and I had the sweet Thai chili burgers. So good. Little crispy onions on top and sweet potato wedges. And everything I needed was right there in the bag. It was amazing. Sweet potato wedges, the burger, the bun, all of that good stuff. And it only took me 35 minutes to make the entire meal for my family of four. It's so easy, so convenient. And what's really great is you just choose your meals and select your delivery day. Like I said, Wednesday's for me, maybe Monday's for you or Friday. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. And you've probably heard, you know, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. A lot of people don't, they don't have, I never had breakfast until I met my wife. She's like, you don't eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. I'm like, ah, now I see. I see it and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That's right, life. You'll never have to think about breakfast again. You just know it's coming with the HelloFresh box. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. If I'm being honest, that's worth waking up early for. To get free breakfast for life, go to HelloFresh.com slash backwards free and use the code backwards free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash backwards free with the code backwards free. HelloFresh.com slash backwards free. Use the code backwards free for free breakfast for life. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good. How's it going, Adam? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, man. Thank, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, well, this is about you and uh, your journey in music, and we'll talk about uh, everything coming up for you. Great. Great. Sweet. Um, yeah, so first off, uh, let's talk to you about where were you born and raised? Um, so I was born in England. Um little place called Amersham, which is kind of just out of London. Um, and my family was there. My par- Both my parents are English, but um, we were only there for about six months before we left the UK. Mm-hmm. And then we travelled to Singapore. We spent about three years in Singapore um, and then followed my dad's work to Australia and grew up since then in Sydney. Wow, that's super fascinating. One of my best friends growing up, he, his parents and him, or his parents and his older brother were uh, bo- born and raised in uh, the UK and then moved to Singapore. And that's where my buddy was born. But then they moved to, to the United States. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, they're both from, from the UK and then to Singapore. There must have been, they must have uh, been doing some work, obviously, with with, with yeah. businesses in Singapore back then. I think, yeah, I think there's a, there's quite a reasonable sort of expat community there and, and a fair bit of people, a fair few people travel over there for work. So yeah, that was, that was what my dad did. Okay. And then, so you got to Sydney when you were like four or so sounds like. Yeah, I think uh, roughly that, okay. that kind of age, three, four. 
Yeah. Yeah. So most of most of your life in in Singapore was the I mean, in not Singapore in Sydney. What was it like growing up there? Uh, growing up in Sydney. Hmm. Good man. Yeah. It's it's nice. I have really fond memories of of growing up. You know, Australia is a I think a, a really nice place to live and a nice place to grow up as a kid. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, it's it's beautiful weather mostly. Um and uh, yeah, you know, I just I had a I had a really nice nice childhood. Awesome. And what about music? Do you come from a musical household at all or creative household? Not really. I mean, my my parents, you know, are music appreciators. Like I, I guess like most people. Um, and, but you know, neither of them are musicians. Um, I, I just sort of picked it up fairly randomly, I guess. I played a little bit of, of piano and cello when I was really young. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it wasn't until after I finished high school that I picked up the guitar and started to write songs and, and kind of really gel with, with that. And it kind of took my life in a completely different direction. Sure. Wow. Okay. So you started off on cello and it wasn't until after you had graduated from high school that you really started to try to write songs or started playing guitar. Yeah. I mean, when I say I played cello and piano, it was like, you know, my parents uh, put me in some lessons and, you know, I played a little bit and, you know, I don't think, I think I enjoyed it to a degree, but it was like, I didn't want to practice and, you know, it wasn't <laughs> long before I kind of, I wasn't really doing it anymore, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was a long break between then and, and then coming to the guitar and, and, and then it was like this kind of moment of, wow, you know, I really, I really love this. When did, or like what drew you to the guitar? Like what drew you to wanting to, you know, write music or play music? It was just like a, a good friend of mine and a flatmate um, at the time played a little bit of guitar, and mm-hmm. he was he he would just sort of muck around at you know at home and and he taught me a little bit uh, a few chords and things like that and and it sort of from there it was it was just like a progression um, and I just sort of fell in love with it um, and just sort of kept kept doing it um, and. Were you writing your own songs fairly quickly or were you just learning cover songs or? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both, but I did find that I, it felt quite natural to, to create my own melodies and, and, and sort of try and marry lyrics with that. Um, so I was writing songs pretty quickly. Um, I'm not sure if they were any good, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I just, I just really loved the the process and it, and it felt like, um, I don't know. It was very therapeutic for me. It was mm-hmm. sort of like a way to get these emotions out an outlet and just a lot, like just felt good, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. Um, and I mean, it wasn't, I didn't sort of start doing that and think I'm going to be a musician or I'm going to try and do this professionally. Um, it was just something I love to do. Um, yeah. And then, gradually i you know i just didn't stop doing it i guess um i didn't really i didn't want to i certainly i found it very difficult to sing in front of people um i was incredibly sort of uh, reticent nervous to do that um 
that was kind of completely separate from the songwriting side. The songwriting side was great. I could do that on my own and I loved it. Um, but the idea of kind of performing a song in front of someone was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah terrifying that. Yeah, was, yeah, totally. Well, it was for me. Yeah. And, and, like, was there a moment or something that kind of just pushed you to be like, all right, I'm whatever, I'm just going to try to play like a coffee shop or something or play in front of people? Like, would you play in front of your friends? Yeah, I mean, I think possibly the first people I played in front of were, were my parents because okay. I knew that they would be a pretty soft, appreciative <laughs> audience. You know, even if it was <laughs> yeah. absolutely... It was absolute dog. Oh, it was wonderful, wonderful. Right. Um, so I think I think they were probably and and I think I mustered up the courage to maybe play in front of my friends as well. But it took it took a little while. Um, and you know, for a long time, I was kind of like, look, I'm just I'm just doing this for me. And then perhaps maybe I could write these songs and 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 pitch them to someone else to sing, which was kind of this idea that I had in my head for a while but then after a while i realized that you know if, if i wanted anyone to hear these songs then i was going to have to probably sing them myself yeah um, were you so, doing something completely yeah. different like it sounds like i mean after high school you didn't that's when you started picking up guitar were you take like were you in a totally different path and then this kind of just yeah yeah com completely completely i i went to university and i did an, an arts degree and a commerce degree Mm -hmm. um so i was playing guitar and, and stuff um, you know, i was studying and then, um and then at the end of my degree you know i was i started taking on different jobs um and i think in the back of my mind i was like geez i, I really love this 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 music side of my life mm -hmm. um and i would love to kind of allow that to grow um but you know there was the reality of of life and money and things like that so i started you know working as well but i don't i never found myself in a job where i was like this is kind of where i want to be you know mm -hmm. um, yeah and i was always kind of allowing the possibility for for me to spend more time playing music and did you like um, like like did you get some sort of like when did that kind of shift like was there like a song or a moment or like a, a person comes in your life or some validation that kind of swinged it to where you're like oh wow like this can actually be you know something like that I'm I'm, I'm really good at this and I, I should really start to pursue this versus everything else that you're doing yeah I mean I think it was it, it there wasn't maybe one moment but it was like a, a bit of a slow kind of realization that I could I could do this mm -hmm. um and you know performing obviously initially performing in front of my friends and, and family and they were all very kind to me. But, um, you know, then I started playing some open mic nights and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, luckily I guess that, that all went pretty well and it, it was pretty well received and, and I felt really good about it. So that gave me the confidence to kind of keep going. Um, and, and then I started lots of things. I played lots like pub gigs all over the place, you know, um, lots of all different corners of, of Sydney um, mm -hmm. and just started to try out 
um, and and get used to the performance side of things. Um, and then after you know quite a while of, of doing that, I started to get some some better shows and some better gigs, and I started to sort of sell tickets to my own shows and develop a bit of a, a following. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of all that stuff coming together. Yeah, yeah just kind of yes, yeah, yeah, it was like a organic kind of build. It sounds like. Yeah, totally. And you put out a uh, your, your first EP in two thousand six. Is that what I saw? Yeah, yeah, y- yeah. Um, so you you do that. I mean, the the first like one of the songs on the record on at Spotify has millions of plays, um, and the other ones are all doing well as as well. But I'm I think oh six there wasn't even Spotify around yet. Like, was there was were no. those songs doing really well? Uh, just amongst uh, you know people in town, or you just put it out? Were you selling it as like a CD out of your car? Like, how did the that first record come about? Yeah, like that was like the very first thing that I ever did, um, mm-hmm. and I just did it as a way to kind of have something. You know, that was st- that was still while I was doing like all these kind of little pub gigs where no one is really listening to what you're doing. You're kind of there just for atmosphere and backgroundy kind of stuff and sometimes people will pay attention but mostly not so yeah but that cd was just like i wanted to have something there that people could take away with them if they if they engage with the music Mm -hmm. um so that that was kind of the purpose of it it wasn't like anything more than that it was kind of like my first attempt at kind of recording something and and putting something out there Mm -hmm. um and yeah so i just sort of i had that i took it around took around to all these all these shows and and you know people i did get a, a nice reaction to that cd mm-hmm. um and there's still people that come to my shows that um that found me having listened to that cd oh but wow. i think that cd also yeah that cd also i had when i started busking which i, I got quite a lot of albums out there through playing on the streets Today, hip-hop dominates pop culture, but it wasn't always like that. And to tell the story of how that changed, I want to take you back to a very special year in rap. 88, it was too much good music. The world was on fire. Fire, yeah. I'm Will Smith. This is Class of 88, my new podcast about the moments, albums, and artists that inspired a sonic revolution and secured 1988 as one of hip-hop's most important years. We'll talk to the people who were there. And most of all, we'll bring you some amazing stories. You know what my biggest memory from that tour is? It was your birthday. Yes, and you brought me to Sade, life-size cardboard cutout. (laughs) This is Class of 88, the story of a year that changed hip-hop. Listen to Class of 88 wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge the entire series right now on the Amazon Music app or Audible. When did you start busking? Was it around that same time? I mean, you were just wanted to play all the time and that just happened to be a way to, to do so? Yeah, I think it was a little bit le- like a, a few years after after that, I started busking because I, I started playing like more of my own shows um, mm-hmm. and I would start doing like more sort of, I guess, tours. Um, and rather than doing the gigs every weekend or every throughout the week at, at the pubs, I would start playing 
my, my own shows and I kind of had to start spreading those shows out so that you're not sort of oversaturating your audience with too many shows. Right, right. Um, which was cool, but, like, I, I found it frustrating as well because I was like, I want to be playing more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started asking really out of frustration um or, or not i mean not frustration just a just a sort of desire to be out there kind of doing more stuff um, yeah i can imagine that's difficult obviously like uh you know when you're first starting out you want to play and get in front of as many people as possible but if you start doing your own shows and then somebody's like oh you know mark's playing this weekend and then it's like oh well he's also playing on wednesday too so like you could like i'm sure it just spreads it could spread thin where you're not getting as many people, you know, at one place at one time, or, or they, you know, me, people might forget like, Oh yeah, well I can just see him in two weeks. It doesn't matter. Like I can imagine that being hard yeah, to, to kind of manage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you can't, you can't sort of jump on a plane every weekend and go and play somewhere different either because it's just too expensive. Yeah. Um, and Australia so- is a beast to tour from what I can, you know, what I've heard, obviously it's not like you, there's like a f- handful of major cities and they're not like, like you're driving 10 hours, right? 12 hours. Yeah. I mean, they're long drives or, or it's a, it's a flight. Pl- you know? uh, yeah. A flight. Um, and that's costing you more money. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's not, it's like this place is in between, but it's not like the U S where there's so many, so many spots you can hit along the way. Um, mm-hmm. with Australia, it's kind of like there's some smaller satellite towns and cities, but, um, you know, it's predominantly the the main cities, which are quite spread out across the country. Right. Yeah. So you kind of have to, the busking thing I'm sure was huge for you because then you're playing all the time and maybe you can make a little money if, uh, you know, people are walking up and checking you out. Yeah. I mean, it, it became a big deal for me. I, I never expected it to. Um, but I uh, I discovered that in the right kind of conditions, it was like really a really great way to connect with people uh-huh. um, and a really, and it was quite lucrative as well. So like it kind of ticked a few boxes for me. It was like, I'm, I'm out there playing, I'm connecting with people and, and I'm making money that can go towards my next record, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was like, wow, great. And so I started focusing more on it and I was like, I was actually making time to do more busking. Mm-hmm. And the, how do you make the connection to to Nashville? Because like I'm in Nashville now, uh, but I did see like you this new EPs was produced here in Nashville, and you have like a live thing on Spotify live from the basement. Was that in Nashville here? The the basement in Nashville? No, there's actually oh. there's a base for the basement in Sydney as well. Actually, it's changed uh. names now, but. Um, okay, I didn't. Wouldn't I saw a, that you yeah. you you were doing stuff in Nashville, and I just made an assumption like, oh, maybe he you know did that here too. Yeah, I mean that would have been cool, but um, no, I mean it's it's quite a renowned venue in Sydney. Um, oh, cool. And I and I guess there's probably like quite a lot of basements around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I only so. assume just because of the the Nashville connection with this upcoming EP. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, but yeah, no, that particular album wasn't wasn't done there. But okay. but I did did record the the latest EP in Nashville. Okay, was that uh, like had you been coming uh, to the states and, yeah. and performing 
before, but like, like, did you do, have you done any tours of the States or were you doing tours of the States early on? Yeah, I started traveling over to the States, um, a little bit and, um, I had a little bit of kind of radio support over there on Sirius XM, which was was really, really cool. Um, and I, I guess, um, also just through the, the busking that I, that I've done here in Australia, because it like the place that I do it the most or have done it the most is a, is a very touristy kind of area. So I, I find that people that have, have followed me are not just Australian people, they're people from all over the world, you know, have come and visit Sydney and then yeah. taken the music back, back to wherever they, they live. And the U S is, is, you know, one of the, one of the biggest spots, um, I guess for, t- for tourists coming over to Australia. So I had sort of fans sort of scattered around as well that, um, I was trying to reach. So, um, I started doing, doing shows over in the U S. Um, and then, yeah, more recently, um, started working with network music mm-hmm. who, um, who have a lot of people working out in Nashville as well. So it was kind of like a, a cool, um, and a quite a natural sort of idea to come and come and do this, this record in, in Nashville. That's amazing. And how did you get, uh, get connected with, with network? Is this the first uh, project you put out with them or you're going to put it'll out be the second? Yeah, it'll be the second one. Um, but I think it was just, they came across, came across my music, um, online and, and then we just started having a conversation. Um, okay. and I really love a lot of the artists that, that they work with and, I, I love the kind of ethos that they've created and, and just really cool people. So it was, um, yeah, it's been a really, really great relationship. That's amazing. So tell me about coming out here and working on this new project. Like, uh, when do you start it? Um, it was, we started recording November last year. Um, okay. Was it? Somebody, um, I can't believe we're going into yeah. December, man. This is crazy. It's such a fast I year. I feel like. It's mad. Um, yeah, I suppose it does, that is a while ago now, but I mean, I guess we, we kind of were working on the songs then and we're developing them, and, you know, and then you go through uh, um, all the, the sort of iterations um, and then the music was ready, but then, you know, I've been, I've been releasing singles for the last sort of few months. Um, yeah, so yeah. Think, you've, you've put out a handful of singles from the, from the upcoming release, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's five songs out there now. Um, and there's another two coming with the with the with the release, which is just in January next next year, January yeah, twelfth. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. You know, it was my first time recording in Nashville, um, and we did the whole thing over like two and a half weeks, um, and it was just a really cool, fun time. Um, you know, I. I've, I've kind of previously done a lot of stuff independently. Um, and that can sometimes mean that when you record something, if, if you don't have all the money you need at the time, then you might take a while to do it. Um, and right. it can be kind of more of a spread out process, but this, this was, um, all done within kind of two and a half weeks. And, and I, I really love, I love that. It's got kind of like an energy about it and it's not like a, hopefully not overthought and, um, yeah just just was a lot of fun yeah i can't i can imagine 
it being difficult right uh, independently especially when you're really trying to get off the ground and having to pay for studio time recording stuff and then just wanting it to be really really good all the time and then having to kind of pile up songs where when you go in with at this at this time was this the first time you've had a chance to just go in and be like okay i'm gonna knock this whole thing out in two weeks i think so i mean i have tried to do that in the past but um it's definitely taken longer um so yeah i think this is the kind of yeah the most succinct uh, recording period and that it was cool i mean we had we, we you know we did planning and everything like that and there was a lot of sort of back and forth after we finished but the bulk of it was done in that in that two and a half weeks and um yeah it was as i said it was it was it was a great way to do it i think and um i'd i think i'd try and do that all the time if I okay can. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you done most of your recording in in sydney or in in australia yeah, pretty much all of it, actually. Oh. Um, so, yeah, first time doing something overseas. What was that um, like? Was it, was it a lot different working here in Nashville versus prior? I think Nashville's kind of different to anywhere that I've been in, in terms of, like, it's so music-centric. Um, <clears throat> and there's just so many brilliant musicians there. You know, you kind of in – you kind of – in in the norm if you are a musician whereas right that is bizarre know, huh? everywhere <laughs> else you're not yeah um but it, so it's super cool you know like there, there's just so many great players that you can come and have have um perform on your record if you want to and so many beautiful studios and just a wealth of kind of talent and knowledge so i um was lucky to to be able to come over and, and kind of utilize some of that um, and working with with Owen Owen Lewis was the producer and he's a great guy um, and a very very talented um, individual. Um, so yeah, it was cool. And so it was it was definitely different in in that respect. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that I've worked with over here too, but um, yeah, Nashville's kind of its own beast, I guess. Yeah. Were you able to like implement any uh, instruments or, or, or things that you hadn't been able to in the past? I mean, maybe just have it just due to like accessibility here in town, like, Oh, we can get blah, blah, blah to play the blah, blah, blah on the album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) definitely like some of the sounds, um, uh, are a little different to things that I've done in the past. And that's probably due to like, um owen's influence mostly i'd say you know like he 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 was his kind of vision and and sort of suggestions for like what what could work um so that was that that's super cool you know um Mm -hmm. i love i love that side of it too and like with with the album like what i mean with the ep is what would you say like the over like is there like kind of a i'm sure there's a through line to it like what's kind of the concept behind the the EP. And it's, you know, it's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's about a, about a few different things, but um, probably overarching kind of theme of, of like trying to balance like confidence with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of where a lot of my, I find myself in that state quite a lot, you know, as a songwriter and 
as an artist, um, sometimes you, I feel like, you know, I've got, I've got things sorted <laughs> and then, and then other times I'm like, I got no idea what I'm doing. Um, yeah. you know, so, uh, that there's, there's that kind of running through, through the whole thing. Um, and you know, there's, there's also like, I guess I touch on time a lot, which is like a, a sort of favorite topic of mine to write about. So it's probably like time, um, trust as in trying to trust yourself and, and love is love and passion is, is always in there as well. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the uncertainty and just like, for me, I, I feel like I, I, I get that all the time. It's almost like that imposter syndrome or like, am I really good at what I'm doing? And then like other times I'm like, Oh, like I can do this, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, uh, I don't know. I always double, I always question myself a lot of the times. And I, and I, I've heard that from other creative people in that same, you know, vein where it's like, this is weird that people care about whatever it means. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like that a lot. And I think, you know, you said imposter syndrome. I, I, I've sort of struggled with that feeling. I think my entire career playing music because, uh, you know, I don't know whether it would have been the same no matter how I started, but particularly given that I, it kind of came out of nowhere sort of and not having like a musical background growing up uh, I've sort of felt like I've joined this party that perhaps I'm not invited to you know yeah I mean not that like, there's so many people that start not in you know at five but it's just one of the it is an interesting yeah. thing like where it's for me I, you know you're putting something out there and it's doing something for other people and in a way where you're like well like I don't know. For me, it's like how it's hard to put value to that, but there is obviously value to what you do and, and it, it affects other people and everyone else. But for me, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just get that imposter syndrome. It's not like you, I don't know how to explain it, yeah, but it's I'm an interesting not. feeling to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Are you doing, uh, you're, you're playing some shows along with the release. I saw, I think. Yeah. Or you're doing some Christmas shows like, coming up in the next week yeah, or so. That's right. Yeah, I have I have some Christmas shows which I which I do every year um in Sydney. Oh, um cool. and yeah, but I will be I will be doing a tour to support the album. I just haven't put the dates out yet, but um I'll be doing yeah, a bunch of dates in Australia first through April and May. Mm -hmm. And then and then yeah, we haven't we haven't finalized the, the dates overseas, but I I should be pushing on to Europe and hopefully America as well. Oh, that's incredible. It's really exciting. With this Christmas show you do every year, do you do, do you play Christmas songs or is it uh just your no just your, uh, nah. your nah, just, kind of thing for Christmas? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe something might be thrown in there. Um or maybe just a Christmas hat or something, you know. But it's okay, just Okay, but it's, it's not Christmas like focused. No, no, no. It's not like a Michael Bublé Christmas or something. Okay. <laughs> I awesome. mean, some people would like that, but uh, yeah, that's not what I do. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark, for doing this, man. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. having me, Adam. Yeah. I have one more quick question. Uh, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah. Um, advice. Look, I think work hard, Have try and have fun. Um, and try and trust yourself, um, which is one thing that, you know, I've, I've found with myself. It's like, 
you know, back yourself. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to screw things up from time to time because it's going to happen. And, and sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs>